0: Welcome to the Together Thriving podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Sarah and Valeria. Together Thriving started as a virtual wellness summit for women and fans of color by women and fans of color. We
0: created Together Thriving because after years of being wellness coaches, we realized there was a severe lack of representation in the wellness industry.
1: Black, Indigenous, and people of colour wellness experts don't get featured or highlighted as much as we should in this industry. So we figured, why not build our own table?
0: We started this podcast to uplift and empower women and femmes of colour with wellness resources, knowledge, and a safe healing community so that we can get out of the fight-or-flight mode and truly thrive in our day-to-day. Women and
1: femmes of color live at the intersection of two marginalized identities, that of our gender and that of our race and ethnicity. Additionally, the intersection of cultural identity and wellness is rarely, if ever, featured in the spotlight. This is why representation matters.
0: We want this podcast to be a platform where the voices of women and femmes of color in the wellness industry are amplified and where our community can find resources that speaks to their wellness needs. So without
1: further ado, here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Together Thriving podcast. I am here. um, This is Valeria. I'm here with Sarah, and we will be talking today as co-founders on Together Thriving Summit of 2020 and all the things it took to put that together and the backstory behind it. Sarah, do you want to give us a little breakdown of everything we'll be chatting about today? Yeah. So welcome back,
0: everyone. I'm so excited to have this talk today. Cause yeah, like I, I love like everything that we put together. And I think it's going to be really amazing to just kind of talk about everything that took place behind the scenes. Um, so we're going to talk about the backstory of Together Thriving and like how we even got together to create it in the first place. Um, and then we're going to also talk about how we like, hosted a summit without having a, any experience before of hosting a summit, let, let alone a virtual summit. Um, we're going to talk about how uh, Together Thriving was different from other summits that we've attended before and and just share with you some of the highlights uh, of the 2020 Together Thriving Summit and some of the things that we're hoping to change this year to just make the experience um, as amazing as we can. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know that I speak for the both of us when I say like it was a challenging experience, but definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to share a little backstory on how this even all started and how Sarah and I even met and um, got this idea. So it all started back in 2020, last year, seems like forever ago. I I stumbled upon Giselle Allen's Facebook group through another Facebook group, actually. Um, It was Isabella Silverio's Facebook group, also known as Isabella Guava, on Instagram. Ah. And Giselle had posted, so in light of George Floyd's murder and Black Lives Matter movement uh, rising and growing, really rapidly. Um, Giselle had posted this woman of color support call. And I was really interested in it because I just felt kind of alone in the coaching world. I, you know, a lot of the programs I had been in were very majorly white. And I just felt like I needed more of that woman of color connection. Um, and that's how I got introduced to Giselle Allen. That's Actually, I didn't know that story. So this is awesome.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because like it's this is how we met. Like we met in that Facebook group and uh, we just like there was a thread about uh, like just introducing yourself and just finding someone to connect with. And um, I mean, we shared a little bit more about this in the first episode about, you know, the things Mm -hmm. that we had in common and like why we chose to chat with each other. Um, But yeah, it was finding Giselle that was like that first step. And I found her. So actually, she kind of found me um, because I had posted something on Instagram. And I guess she must have found me through hashtags, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, But she found me and she commented on like a photo. And then she sent me a DM. And there was something about the way that she like wrote her message that just felt so genuine. And like, I just wanted to go check out her profile. Like it just didn't sound like, you know, when you get those like sleazy, like slide in your DMS and like, I don't know, they just like pitch you all their things. Um, It was just like such a, like, uh, like it felt like a normal conversation. And so I went to check her out and uh, she had written in her bio that she had a community for women of color And so I I clicked on that. And and then in that moment, I kind of realized that I had no... uh like circle with women of color. um, mm-hmm. And I, and I just di- like, that was just not a space that I even thought to go into. And mm-hmm. it kind of clicked. I'm like, what, like, why have I never thought of that? Like, why have mm-hmm. I never seeked out like, a, whether it's a Facebook group or like, you know, an in person, like in real life group, like mm-hmm. it's just not what I, and, and, and I, you know, this is something that I realized later on, why <laughs> we could do like a whole episode mm-hmm. on that. But it was that first kind of like realization that, oh, maybe this is something I need because I don't have that right now. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I joined her group. And I mean, as you experience, like her group was like a whole new space and way of being Mm -hmm. in the space that I had never seen before. Because honestly, like I always joined Facebook group and I was kind of like the person in the background, like not wanting to say very much. Like I'll say Mm -hmm. a comment here just to like be active in the group and and that was it like i just never wanted to actually engage with people and and i never felt like a real connection um Mm -hmm. but she had a whole new way of like making sure that everyone in the group felt connected um do you do what what did you think when you first uh joined the group
1: I totally resonate with all of that. And not like as I was hearing you talk about that, I was starting to think like, had I ever been in any like people of color spaces? And I mean, I think the closest thing I, that I ever came to that was um, in college. I was in a it's called Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. So I studied environmental engineering, for those of y'all who don't know. But um, that was kind of like, you know. percent hispanic Mm -hmm. latinx folks that were in that organization and i think that's the closest i ever got but the fact that giselle's group is not only like women and femmes but also of color it's Mm -hmm. like the two you know the intersection of those two identities because engineering was very male very man centered Um, and even the women in engineering, I feel like oftentimes, and this is also a whole other podcast episode, but it's (laughs) like that that internalized masculinity, (laughs) um, you know, and we all have like the feminine masculine, but yeah, but it was just, it felt so different. Like everyone in there, you know, like you were saying, very genuine, Mm -hmm. very like heart centered people, Um, that are in that space to not be transactional, but to just be in community together. And I didn't know that I had never experienced that before.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I didn't know that I didn't experience it and I didn't know I needed it. And Mm, and so I was just like, like, and a lot of people were saying the same thing right like they were like mm-hmm. i like i need more of this space like like i remember seeing a lot of comments about that and uh and then you know when everyone would do their intro post right introduction mm-hmm. post um I, as i was reading them like there was so much in each post that i could relate to and i was like i just didn't realize that in real life and and just a lot of the circles that I'm in, I I love like my friends, my coworkers and like all of that, but there was Mm -hmm. a piece that was missing and I didn't know that I didn't know that I needed it. And I, and it was amazing to see like things that I could relate to um, reading things that made me feel validated. Um, A lot of people felt comfortable to share certain challenges as women and femmes of color and, It's things that I was experiencing, but didn't have a space to bring it to and Mm -hmm. feel like I could talk about it. And so it just became this uh, like a very healing space. And I never
1: thought I would (laughs) experience that on Facebook. I know I was like getting to that point, especially when, you know, you see all these people on your Facebook timeline. I don't know Sarah, if you've experienced this, but like living in Georgia, there's a lot of racists out there and there's a lot of people that are not anti-racist and those are two different things. Right. And so when George Floyd was murdered and Black Lives Matter, you know, there were all these protests going on, all these deferring opinions. Facebook felt very triggering as a person of color. So I think, you know, Gisela's Facebook group was definitely kind of like that safe space that we all needed and didn't really know that we
0: did mm-hmm. yeah and i mean we've made so many great connections through there mm-hmm. you and i for one yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> um but then a lot of our speakers ended up coming from that group not all of them but i would say the majority of them like probably like 80 percent of our speakers um mm-hmm. were from that group and um and i mean this is something that i that we wanted to talk about, anyways. But you know, when we decided to put the idea out there and uh, s- like make do a call out for speakers, um, mm-hmm. we didn't try anything fancy. Honestly, I think at that point we felt comfortable with that community, and yeah. we created Together Thriving with that community in mind because we wanted it for all the people in that group that we had connected with and we wanted to create something to help support each other's wellness. And Mm. so we brought that idea to the group and just like, it kind of started as like, Hey, if we created this, would anyone be interested? And we Mm -hmm. had like a couple of responses, right? And then that was when we decided, okay, let's do it. Let's create an application for speakers. We posted it there. Um, There's another group that I'm also a part of. Um, There's two names to it but I'll, I'll it's the let's get hella rich community um with Allison Carpew and Nadia De- Deala and so I love their community as well um it's another community for women of color entrepreneurs and so I shared it there um and that was about it and then we kind of shared it on our like personal instagrams but like yeah we didn't try to like do anything overly fancy uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like we just wanted it to be like our community coming together and creating, um, this virtual summit, um, at the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, the reason that we made it together thriving a woman of color specific women and femmes of color specific wellness event was also because we had those experience of being in those spaces and experiencing that deep healing community. Mm-hmm. and we wanted to provide an extension of that, but specifically niche down to wellness topics. Um, yeah. So it was really cool to see how people just responded so positively to the idea because you know Sarah and I talked about it, and And we were like, "This would be really cool," but would people want it? Um, And the answer was definitely yes. People want this, so that was really cool
0: to see. Well, you said like a key thing there, right? That was community, and I think like we've already said this, and we'll say this word again many times in this episode because it was really like what brought everything together. But community was what like we were all looking for, like a connection to each other with everything that 2020 brought right like um and I don't think we need to dive into that because everyone's very well aware we've all lived through 2020 um but yeah like I think we were just all like looking for a way to feel connected to one another and uh, mm-hmm. and I think the summit was a great way to kind of end the year because we hosted it in December um and it was just like a great way to kind of come together at the end of the year and like truly honor like what we needed and mm-hmm. in terms of of wellness and learn from one another um mm-hmm. in in all the wellness space yeah
1: so i wanted to uh, rewind a little bit and tell all the lovely people you know neither of us had experience making a summit so sarah how did we even do this with like not even knowing where to start <laughs> we put out the speaker application, but then, then yeah, what? Let's rewind, <laughs> I kind of got ahead of us. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> because I just love our story
0: and I just get excited about everything. <laughs> same, but, same. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, it kind of started, like, for any, again, for anyone who didn't uh, listen to the, the first episode, just to give you a bit of context. Um, so when Vale and I decided to um, do, like, a virtual coffee chat, it was just to kind of get to know each other. But she uh, sent me a message the day before and she said, I have this idea of hosting like a virtual wellness event would you want to host it with me? And we had never met at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And I think think to that day, I'm like, I can't believe she asked me that. Like she didn't even know me, but I love that she put it out there. And it was an idea that was also floating in my head. So I I just said, yeah, I would love to. We got together the next day for our coffee chat where we met for the first time. Um, And honestly, we were like, we, I don't know what we want to do, but I know I want to do something. Um, mm-hmm. And I had just um, been a speaker at my very first virtual summit that summer hosted by one of our um one of our speakers dahlia who is now a very dear friend of mine like i've i've now known her and, uh, and known dahlia in uh, just different spaces uh, and i'm just grateful for dahlia but uh, that was my f- i i went to dahlia and i said y- my friend and i are thinking about hosting a summit you've done it would you mind um just sitting down with us and telling us what it takes to do it would you mind sitting down and chatting and just kind of like giving us an idea of even the behind the scenes because we don't know what we're getting ourselves into um mm-hmm. so Talia, thank you for <laughs> for being, being amazing <laughs> yeah, being patient with us actually sitting down and i think we spent like an hour the three of us together yeah, and um, at least and you answered all of our questions uh, and you were so transparent and thorough and honest about everything that it took. And honestly, if it hadn't been for that conversation, I mean, I think we would have still done it, but we we went in somewhat a little more prepared um, and also yeah. excited because mm-hmm. we got to hear someone else's experience of what it was like and like the potential of what we can create. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, that was kind of the first step for us is to actually talk to someone else who had done it Um, and dahlia did a great job at creating a summit that i thought like as a speaker i had an incredible experience and i wanted that for our speakers but also Mm -hmm. um the the speakers that dahlia found were incredible like top-notch like i was impressed with every every talk and even as um i i also viewed the talks right so even as the attendee i like i was so impressed by everything and uh, dahlia put it together as one person like we're two people putting this together um and I'm still amazed at that. Like, I know. And I was like, like <laughs> I'm still amazed at that. Like, Dahlia, I don't know how you pulled it off, <laughs> but you did. And you did an incredible job. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was sort of, you know, what, like, where we started to put our vision together. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more on that, actually? Uh, and just kind of share, like like, the vision that we started to create and our purpose and, like, where that t- took us?
1: Yeah. So as Sarah was saying, that conversation with Dahlia really laid the foundation of like, okay, this is what we have in front of us. This is how we're going to, you know, all the things we need to do. We need to um, put out speaker applications, like actually choose speakers from those applications and set all these um, different milestones and dates to make sure we're on track to, you know, have the summit go launch in a smooth fashion. Um, so after we put out, you know, the speaker applications, which we shared, you know, in Giselle's Facebook group, I shared it in Isabel's Facebook group, um, Sarah shared it in the Let's Get Hello Rich group, and then we shared it on our personal, you know, Instagram pages, and we uh, just told a lot of people that might know other people, um, and it got in the right hands, and people applied, it was amazing, we had 30, I think, at least 30 applicants and our original number for speakers was 15. So double the amount of people that we needed applied. And at first we were like, how are we going to get 15 speakers? It was hard <laughs> to choose. It was oh so hard God. to choose.
0: Everyone was, like had such incredible proposals and it took us a while
1: yeah (laughs) it was like multiple multiple um zoom calls yeah numerous voice messages back and forth (laughs) yeah
0: honestly it was it was really hard uh so yeah while we're talking about that thank you to everyone who replied because yeah yeah we were very impressed and it was very difficult
1: to decide (laughs) it was so hard um so yeah it's Once that whole process got started, it was like, you know, every step we took closer to actually like launching the summit, it was more and more, it's getting more and more real. And, and then we started sharing our vision, you know, this is a woman of color wellness summit. This is our vision, our purpose for the summit. Um, And that really lit a fire under our butts and like kept us going, especially when um, things got hard, which they did, which we'll talk about yep. later on in the episode in our, you know, what would we improve, lessons learned section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it was just <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no words. But you know, no but words. Think, I'm like speechless. <laughs> <laughs> you said something really good here. Is like the our vision kept us going but it also helped to get the support from our community. And that was huge. I did not expect that. um, Because like every time that I've like done something and you've created multiple things too, like you're kind of like, you've kind of been taught to like, okay, well you got to do it all on your own almost. Right. Like, um, you're the one who's expected to kind of like take every step and make sure that the project moves forward, Um, especially as a solo entrepreneur. And like, that's something that, um, you know, we've, we've both dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so when we kind of started this, we thought, okay, well, we're the ones who have to make sure we, we have like a driving force uh, and we have the energy to, to take it to, to the end. Um, But we like, you know, there were times where it was hard. And I think the fact that so many people, Um, related to our vision of creating a space where uh, women and femmes of color can come together and talk about different wellness topics that relate to women and femmes of color specifically um, and where we can talk about the challenges the joys like all of it Um, and it was tailored for us and it was safe to come into that space like Everyone was also looking for that. And so when when things got hard, our community kept going for us. And that was something yeah. that I didn't expect, whether it was the speakers, whether it was friends, whether it was attendees or p- like future attendees, people who are planning mm-hmm. to attend. Um, people were talking about it and sharing about it and kept sending us messages like, and that kept us going. So yeah, like all those messages that, you know, you sent and just encouraging us and telling us that this is something that's needed, something that you've been looking for. Um, it really did keep us going. Um, and, and like, we decided to keep going past the summit because originally mm. it was just, we weren't going
1: to stop after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't happy? even like a podcast was not even in our vocabulary at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, we were just planning on being friends after that, like nothing right. else. But, yeah. But yeah we it's we like maybe friends. I'll visit you in Canada. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Or actually I should probably come down to Atlanta because it's the weather is probably better, but <laughs> 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 like we weren't planning on continuing to build together, thriving together Um, Mm -hmm. but that's just the magic that happened when you have like a you know that vision that as you said like just Mm. that's a fire under your butt.
1: (laughs) Also, like I don't know, I just had this like flashback moment of like when we were trying to choose a name because we had, I think we put out maybe we thought of the name before putting out the speaker applications. We did, but it was like I was. I was like stressed because I couldn't think of a name and we were like going back and forth trying to like brainstorm and Sarah, you c- like came up with the name together thriving. And now it's like, it's so beautiful because I mean it just encompasses like what we, what we're all about, you know, both like yeah. the wellness, like thriving and then the community together. And it's just like, I love our name so much. I do um, too. I, uh, I love it. <laughs> yes. And, and yeah, I think part of the reason like our community was so lit up about it, too, was that it was something different that we were bringing to the table. Um, you know, the summit, we wanted it to be very intentional in every way possible. And um, even from, you know, the platform that we use, our affiliate program for our speakers and like how we did speaker applications and like crowdfunding and and all those things um providing scholarships you know it all went back to is this fulfilling our vision and is this getting us closer to our core purpose and vision of what we want for Together Thriving Mm -hmm. um so I thought you know part of the reason why like our community was so excited about us because we were excited and energized about it and because it was so aligned like and all the different
0: ways, yeah. And I think another question too that we kept coming back to every time we were making a decision was, does does this suit the needs of our community? Like it always mm-hmm. came back to that. Like, is this meant for our community? Um, is this what we need? And we would ask, right? Like, we started to ask, like on Instagram, mm-hmm. and like kind of get mm-hmm. people engaged that way. But even before we asked, like people would come and tell us, right? And so yeah. that was great. And you. You know, like we, I I don't think I've ever paused so much when making each decision, but that is what Mm. we did. And you and I were also like, we have to remember, like you and I were starting to learn how to work together. We had never worked together before. Oh, yeah. So there, were, you know, we had to kind of learn like each other's strength and like where we truly shine and how we complement each other. And mm-hmm. uh there were many, many, many voice notes daily <laughs> in that process. Yes. But yeah, always like you know, with with every aspect of the summit, just like pausing, reflecting, and then mm-hmm. deciding if it feels right. And if it didn't, we changed it. We would get curious. We would try to like explore alternatives, like if ever anything felt like off, not right. Like we, we just paused and uh, found another way until we got lit up by it. And then we moved forward and that's kind of how we, we took each step, which I think was really special.
1: Yeah. And I think um, part of the reason, like looking back, I'm amazed that we did this in four months, I think it it was like three months. But yeah, less, yeah, four months or less. And I'm like, how the hell did we do all that in that amount of time? Exactly. But it went back to like, we always just our North Star was our vision. And our community was our backbone and our rock. And every time, you know, we were like, is this right? Is this not? Like Sarah said, we would ask them because at the end of the day, we we're going through all this trouble making the summit just for the two of us. It was for our community. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense to not ask them what they think about it. Cause it was for them. It was for all of us. Um, and also the fact that we weren't afraid to fail. Like we were not yeah. afraid to look dumb. We weren't afraid to like put stuff out there that wasn't perfect. We were like, fuck perfection. Like, <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so
0: right. Like, yeah, I, I love that. We were just like, no, let's just like, let's just put it out there um Mm -hmm. and it i I, like honestly looking back i'm like i can't think back at something that i was like oh that was (laughs) like so bad (laughs) that i'm embarrassed to have put it out in the world like not at all like we learned a lot in the process but honestly looking back like there's nothing that i would change um or that I was just like, oh, that was a horrible mistake. And I do think that, again, it was imperfect, but we were very intentional every step of the way. So even though things were not perfect, it felt good to us. And mm-hmm. that made a really big difference. Um, yeah. Well, while we're on that topic, um, why don't we talk about like how Together Thriving was different from other summits that, uh, we, we had attended before had been a part mm-hmm. of and how we tried to, um, again, you know, fit what our community needed, um, during that time.
1: Yeah. I love that question. Um, I think the main thing that set us apart as far as other summits go is, specifically curating the content to relate to the community and when I say that I mean like you know the yes it was a wellness summit but the talks in there were not just general wellness it wasn't just like how to eat healthy for a busy professional it was like okay you're a woman and femme of color um like these are the your specific struggles or these, are, these might be things that you've experienced that maybe white women or um, men of color haven't experienced. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was catered to our identities and our needs. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why we had so much success is because we were willing to decenter whiteness. Um, even you know some summits out there that are by people of color sometimes they subconsciously uphold systems that can be oppressive as well because mm-hmm. you know skin folk aren't kin folk so yeah. um, a lot most of us have internalized white supremacy, internalized capitalism and that sometimes tends to be our default. So that's what we mean by being so intentional and always questioning because this was also a process of unlearning how, yeah. you know, business is done as usual.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why that's why we did have to pause and just check in every step of the way. Um, because as you said, like there was a lot of unlearning that we had to do, um, in order to to make it um, that nurturing space that we were that we had envisioned, right? And uh, and uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, I forgot my train of thought. But anyways, let's just keep going.
1: <laughs> all good, all good. Um, uh, I don't know if
0: you mentioned that already, but yeah, like a hundred percent of our speakers uh, were women and femmes of color as well, which I had uh, personally never been to a conference or summit or an event where. Everyone um, that you see on the banner were 100% uh, women and fans of color from different backgrounds and cultures. And oh, it was beautiful. And I remember when we shared our banner, um, we got so many amazing comments. Mm, <laughs>
1: and just yeah. like a
0: lot of people feeling very seen and seeing that banner. And um, but another thing that we wanted to mention too is that again, the reason why we were so intentional is because we didn't want to just Put faces on a banner to say like this is um this is a summit for women of and femmes of color because uh, you know we've put pictures up there. Um, mm-hmm. There were many things behind the scenes that we decided to do differently as well um, to make sure that it it did fit uh, our values. Um, actually, do you want to share a little bit more about our brand values? Because I feel like that really ties into. Um, how we were also intentional in that way
1: definitely so before we really dove into like the actual creation of the summit sarah and i sat down and we were like okay what are brand values um along with you know brand colors and like the frou-frou things that like <laughs> are just nice to have but i think like brand values are absolutely essential you know regardless of if you are a Organization, an event, a business, an entrepreneur, solopreneur. Um, so, for Together Thriving, we really wanted to think of like these values as our kind of like leading pillars of. You know, is the decision we're making upholding one or all of these values, and if not, why are we making that decision? So, one of our top values was equity, and. This wasn't a really important one because we've seen so many summits out there that are free, um, that have demanded free labor of women, of women and femmes of color. And it was really, really important for us to be able to pay our speakers before we even paid ourselves because, you know, we're not going to ask speakers to uh, donate their time and labor, especially speakers of color where, you know, Maybe other summits would do that. But that was really important to us to be able to provide financial because wellness also includes financial wellness. So we can't talk that talk without actually walking the walk. Um, so equity was one of our most important values. Another one was collaboration. So really keeping it um instead of having like a hierarchy of like Sarah and I are the leaders and everyone else is like, you know, under us. No, like none of that. It was very collaborative, very like, um, there's a word for it. I forget, but it's like this kind of like circular thing where we were all equal partners in the creation of the summit. Mm -hmm. So collaboration was a really important value for us. And also just like circulating that money within our own community because a lot of the times when you google you know uh, physical wellness like you'll see this blonde white skinny girl pop up and sometimes as people of color like we don't know of the options that tailor specifically to our needs and our identities um so circulating that money within our own community was really important and
0: even uh just to like um add a little something there. Even when we were thinking about sponsorships, those who we reached out to that. So that was included in the collaborations and partnerships as well as that we wanted to um, uplift businesses that were owned by uh, women and fans of color who also, you know, they they got our vision and they were mm-hmm. behind our values. That was really important to us. So even when we reached out to sponsors, like we made sure to be transparent about, all of that because we wanted to make sure that they did align with that. Cause again, we wanted to be very intentional about everything that we created. Um, but sorry, I interrupted. Keep going.
1: Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I love that. Yeah. That's such an important addition too, because mm. like, like we said, it wasn't, you know, just the two of us leading the front. Like our speakers were very much involved in the whole process. And whenever we hit a certain number of ticket sales, they knew like we made sure to tell them because it was a team effort. Um, So speaking of team effort, another one was community. So community and collaboration for us, like really went hand in hand. And um, the ultimate goal is like making sure this was a trusted event and a safe space for women and femmes of color in wellness um, so that we can, you know, thrive together and truly like have those deep healing experiences and, be able to speak our voices without, you know, being worried about how it might come off or seem or whatever. And then the other value we had, so we have equity, collaboration, community. Last one is accessibility. And such an important one when it came to finances as well, because as we all know, um, you know, poverty is a really, or even, you know, lack to lack of resources or like accessibility to resources is just a major theme in BIPOC communities. So it was really important for us to have options for people um, that weren't able to necessarily afford a ticket to be able to come and still benefit from the knowledge and the resources being shared. And we were able to provide scholarships through our sponsor through our crowdfunding campaign, um, and and also making sure that the ticket tiers were affordable. You know, we were at one of those summits charging like twenty nine ninety seven for you know two thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars. <laughs> what I mean, yeah, for like a ticket. Um, we really made sure that the value that was being provided in each ticket tier matched the price, um, especially when it's virtual
0: yeah and like and and again like we we didn't make it a free event because we wanted our speakers to get paid like their their work was incredible and they're absolutely worthy of being paid for their time um Mm. and uh, and so it was important for us to to you know, charge for this event, but we we provided several options uh, in terms of tiers and uh, and also yeah, we were able to successfully um, sponsor. I think it was thirteen scholarship tickets, mm-hmm. which I'm still amazed. Like that's incredible for our first year. Like I can't believe it. That was amazing. Um, yeah. Did we did we talk about the community uh, based affiliate program?
1: We have not
0: yeah that? yeah let's let's check on that because uh yeah it's so, like being on the topic of wanting to pay our speakers so like some of the things that we had mm-hmm. seen before that that was done when you're Participating in an event like this uh, was, you know, like generally you have like an affiliate link. So, you know, you push out people joining to come and see your talk and they would um, sign up through your link and you're able to get uh, like a commission based on that. And there was something about it that just didn't quite feel right when we were thinking about equity because, depend, like, you know, some people would have like a big audience a small audience and we didn't want to have to pick our speakers based on their audience size like we weren't looking for them to draw so many people because they have a big audience or a big mailing list we wanted them because of the the topics that they were addressing regardless of where they were at in their business um so you know when you talk about now like trying to draw um attendees right like usually you would use that affiliate link and try to push 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 like you know click my link and and then the the speakers would get a commission based on that but it wouldn't it may not be like a fair distribution then of the pay right because um, some people might be able to get more signups if they have a bigger audience and others wouldn't Um, and we just wanted to make sure that we kept it fair Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to try something a little bit different where um, everyone was um, paid a same uh, speaker fee. So everyone was paid the same. And then we decided to set um, ticket milestones is what we decided to call it. And so every time um, as Together Thriving, we would hit a certain milestones Um we would, um, add like a percentage, um, to everyone's base. So again, it was the same across the board. Um, and I have to say that we were, so we were very upfront about that to our speakers and make sure that Mm -hmm. everyone was on board and everyone loved the idea of trying something different. Um, and when we asked in our feedback too, like, is this something that, you know, you would do again, uh, when it comes Mm -hmm. to that, um, type of community more like a team based affiliate program everyone said yes I think I, can't yeah, remember the feedback, I think that it was the, like the feedback was really positive from what I was was really sure remember. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it really did like from, you know, like the behind the scenes, like it felt like a team effort. Like as soon as we, like, you know, you and I every week we would share with our speakers, like updates on tickets we were very transparent. And that was again, mm-hmm. like we, as you shared, you know, we wanted to be like a trusted, um, like not organization, but like we wanted to, we wanted to anyone who enters our space to feel like they can trust us, right? So that transparency was really and that communication was so important to us. So we were Mm -hmm. very honest about, everything going on behind the scenes with our speakers, but also with our audience. Like we shared uh, what was happening and we were honest about it. And that included sharing ticket sales and how that was going with them. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of fun. Like uh, the more we got tickets sold, like, Everyone was like really excited and we were celebrating together. Um, yes. A lot of people shared ideas of how we could uh, get the word out there even more. Like it was again, like it was that collective effort. Like I, it's what we had envisioned, but it was amazing to actually see it in action.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I think I'm more emotional about it than I thought. <laughs> oh, same here. I, and looking back on it, I think the, um, like community affiliate for the speakers was one of my favorite parts because it truly made everyone feel like a team whereas like the traditional affiliate is very individual. It's like, let me sell those tickets so I can get the highest payout. Whereas this was all about collectively what can we do together to get the word out about the summit so that, you know, speakers can benefit, attendees can benefit, The co-founders co-hosts can benefit yeah yeah, it's a win-win all around yeah and and i will say like on on the backs back end of this i was about to say backside (laughs) (laughs) on the back end um you know it was it was a little like logistically more involved to do the community affiliate program this way but i think that like i said The feedback was so positive. Everyone really enjoyed it. It made us feel more like a team and like we're all in it together. Um, So it was definitely worth like the little amount of work it was extra um, Mm -hmm. to keep track of those ticket numbers and and really like keep checking our Summit dashboard and see, you know, what our sales numbers were at and all that and sharing that, like you said, being transparent because I can't think of any other summit or like event that tells you this is how many tickets we've sold like Mm -hmm. that's just to me I feel like transparency whenever I see someone online being transparent they're getting my trust way faster than like any other person so it blows my mind when people are not transparent Mm because I think it's just such a revolutionary act And it really breaks those, like, traditional molds of, like, doing business as usual. Um, And I think that transparency is honestly, like, been growing in popularity because people are tired of the smoke and mirrors of the online world and, you know, summits and events and and these large-scale events where there's multiple people involved um, and you kind of wonder, you know, where's all that money going or, like, are the speakers getting paid? So I think for us to like be really open and honest about that made me feel better about and more excited and like passionate about what we are putting out there as well.
0: But yeah. And to, to add to that, like, again, people, people got it right. Like mm-hmm. it, it was part of like, You know, when you're sharing your vision, it's not just the fluff. (laughs) I think it should be all of it and like sharing the journey. Right. And I think it is because we just shared our journey as we kept going. People felt like they were like, and that's what I wanted. Like it was people felt like they were part of it. Like, Every every step of the way, and I think that really brought that like you know collaboration over like competition kind of um, kind of feeling, and it was refreshing. It was it was really refreshing to to you know have something like that. So I think we touched on everything when it came to sort of how we made things different. Did we miss yeah. anything? I there, I mean, so. again, I'm you know we, we just we really do love what we created because we put a lot of love and effort into it. And so I'm sure we could (laughs) keep going forever. Um, But yeah, we will let's, let's move on to sharing um, some of the highlights of the 2020 together thriving summit.
1: Yes. So I'm a big numbers person. Sarah and I would joke that like <laughs> I was the like what was it CFO <laughs>
0: or, like yeah you would you would you, yeah you're the CFO because you you you're good with all the numbers and keeping track of that and yeah I like to kind of like do the creative side of things and like you know like the campaign mm-hmm. and like all those like things and like I see the vision and I know what we need to make that video happen or like all that stuff
1: (laughs) yes and I think that was like such a good yeah such a good like combination of talents like the universe really knew what it was doing putting us together because like we just complemented each other so well but the reason I mentioned the numbers thing is because we have some very exciting stats about the 2020 summit so Not only did we have 15 speaker presentations, but we also did three live workshops where we, so two of those were actually me and Sarah, and then the other one was Alina, and these workshops were, you know, in, not in person in real time live events um, whereas our speaker presentations were pre-recorded which is something we're actually going to be changing for this year's summit so stay Mm -hmm. tuned for that because we're really excited about it Um, and then we also did three happy hour events so the 2020 summit was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday virtual event so every night of the summit days we did a happy hour where our speakers would tune in live to Zoom and our attendees would have access based off of their ticket to here, and we would just all chat about, you know, what our takeaways were, what we thought. And that was just such one of my favorite parts of the summit, really, because we all just got to share our thoughts and really get to know each other and got to know our experiences within like our wellness journeys and how our identities have influenced that. Um, and then speaking of attendees, we have 64 attendees, which is honestly so amazing for this being our first summit like that just blows my mind that's not created counting a couple the speakers. months yeah like, yeah
0: you know because when we you know when we say we created it in four months or less I can't really remember the timeline but uh, that included like actually sitting down to figure out what <laughs> what the hell we were doing Yeah, uh, and then once we did that like getting the you know finding our speakers and then and then we could start sharing about it right like once there was something concrete to actually share so i Mm -hmm. yeah i still can't believe that we were able to get um 64 people to attend um and that was a collective effort again i
1: just want to always
0: recognize that that was collective effort
1: a lot of those were from our speakers sharing about the summit and promoting that on their own pages our um, attendees too our attendees as well yep. share about the summit. So that was really incredible. Um, again, like we were able to award 13 scholarship tickets thanks to our sponsor and our um, crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. So we had, I can't remember the number of, I think it was like 15 at least contributors to our crowdfunding campaign, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, countless connections, relationships, conversations, Um, people, you know, found each other through this event that have stayed in touch. And that's really beautiful to see. Well, And I feel like this is
0: a good place to actually mention that. So after that, because we loved all those community um, events, right, like we decided to continue. We don't. We didn't do one in May, but we've been doing community like once a month, like a community call once a month where uh, everyone kind of hops on Zoom and sometimes we have a theme. Sometimes we do creative just like art and get together just to kind of chat. But if ever you're looking for like a space to just kind of get to know women of color and uh, you want to join our community calls, uh, we'll the best way to, to find us is either on our Instagram or joining our mailing list, which we'll put in the show notes as well. But yeah, we we're always wow. sending out newsletters of when we're hosting those community calls. They're free. So it's yeah. just like, if you're on our mailing list, uh, we send out the zoom link to our mailing list and uh, you can join if you're available. And if not, usually there's another one coming. <laughs> So there's always mm-hmm. more. <laughs> um, Definitely. But yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Well, actually, one thing that I really want to share is um, like, because we talked a lot about like um, everyone sharing about the event. Um, one of the highlights was also like our community engagement. Right. And we mentioned that, but I just want to kind of give it its own highlight. Um, mm-hmm. We had actually done uh, on Instagram, uh, we did a, Hashtag women of color passed the mic, which was incredible. And I feel like I got to learn so much from each of our speakers, too, because we each shared our wellness journey stories um, and then passed the mic on to one another. And that was really, wow. really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And we did not even. So part of it was like we just wanted our speakers to really share their story and give them, you know, that space and, like, that opportunity to do that, but also, like Sarah was saying, like, get to know them more because, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't personally know all of our speakers. Some of these people we hadn't met before Together Thriving, Um, so it was really cool to read everyone's story, their wellness journey, um, and why they do what they do as entrepreneurs and coaches, and ironic, or I guess not ironically, I'm not surprised by this after the fact, but Um, Our highest registration day for tickets was the day that we shared pass the mic, women of color pass the mic. And I don't think that's a coincidence because we are such um, it's like human behavior to connect to someone's story. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we forget that because. The external world that centers whiteness and centers males tends to um, tell us, you know, like our stories don't matter as women and femmes of color when they really, truly do. Um, And they're so powerful. And and Joel, we had an amazing presentation about storytelling. Um, but. It was just really cool to see that because we didn't even do it for the marketing per se, but yeah, it, was just, it just so fun. happened. We just thought
0: it'd be like a yeah. fun way to like engage with everyone. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, I think it, like it kind of brings back to like that component of trust too, right? Because often like when you go to like when I think about it, when I've gone to like a conference, whether it's like virtual or in person, um, the Like, they'll share the bio, right, of the speaker, but it's Mm -hmm. very much about the professional accomplishment. And that's great, right? It's awesome because, you you know, there's something that they're talking about that you want to know more of and you want to learn from them. But there's something about knowing who the human is behind that talk that Mm kind of takes it to a whole new level of connecting to that person. And, like, even understanding, like, why they're like talking about the topic that they are talking about and like understanding it to like a whole new level um so i do think that that just before the summit even began it helped create that connection between our attendees and our speakers and and us and and all that Mm -hmm. mix too right just like everyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. everyone already feeling like a connection before we even um had started the summit, um, mm-hmm. and as people um, purchased their ticket, those who had purchased uh, the higher tiers had access to um, the Facebook group where there were the, the workshops being hosted. And even there, people started to then make all those connections. Like some people mm-hmm. already knew each other, which was awesome. Like it was just really cool to kind of see everyone like come together and just yeah continue to you know get deeper into um into those conversations and connections
1: definitely and i think that segues perfectly into like another highlight that we had of the 2020 summit which was marketing um and really keeping things insanely simple because both of us had our hands full between setting up the back end of Hey Summit and, you know, uploading things there, um, you know, keeping track of our financials and keeping track of making sure all the speakers have everything that they need in order to develop their presentations. So, as and then we both had, you know, our businesses uh, on top mm-hmm. of our jobs. So with marketing, it was really about, like, how can we stay true to our values, keep things simple, but still make sure that, the people that we want to know about this event do know about it, so we leaned heavily on community. Honestly, we asked for support by sharing. You know, people that maybe couldn't attend those days, go to the summit. Um, maybe they were busy that weekend, or you know, they were just for some reason were able to get tickets. We asked if they could also like share with someone who might benefit from the summit, and I think a lot of times we tend to think like, Oh, I have to push this. I have to promote it. It's all on me marketing wise when in reality, like it's okay to ask your community to show up for you and like let them be that support because, um, you know, when I share the summit in a way and Sarah shares it, and then like one of our other speakers share, it's going to resonate differently with different people. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to, um, lead with a like heart-centered sales and let our speakers and our community really like also promote for us um of course we were talking about it every day but yeah but but
0: it gave us also even though well we'll talk about that in a sec. even though you know there was a lot of work and so there wasn't a whole lot of rest and (laughs) resting like those moments though would be a bit of rest for us like whenever we Mm -hmm. needed to kind of take a step back that evening because there was just so much going on and then we would see someone else share about it like that was amazing because that day we just didn't have it in us we were so tired like we couldn't write that email we couldn't write that that social media post but but someone else shared it and we would like get tagged in it. And I was like, Oh my god, that makes you so happy. Like every t- and then I'd send a voice note to Valet and I'm like, somebody shared this. <laughs> and then she would get <laughs> yes. back and she would like we would both be so like happy and like celebrating all those mm-hmm. little moments behind the scenes. Um but yeah, like I think as a like a last highlight, I just want to like say how grateful I am for the speakers that we found like I know we've said it before but you know w- without the speakers like the summit is not very much <laughs> and so it really was like like I'm just so like happy with the people that we found who really got the vision who wanted to contribute to it who had incredible ideas um and you know one thing that we tried to do was In the past, like, again, what I had heard from other people, but also, um, what I had experienced on some level was not really getting to know the other speakers on the panel. Like you might kind of do like a panel discussion, but that was kind of it. Like you didn't really get a chance to connect with them. And so we tried to, you know, from, from the get-go, do like a virtual meet and greet for them to get to know us too, to, to know that, you know, we can be that point of contact. They can come to us with questions, build that connection. Um, And that was kind of a chance for us to be, to share what we wanted to create with Together Thriving, what we, you know, the vision that we had um, yeah. and start that journey of transparency too and just being very honest with them about like everything, every step of the way and setting expectations and mm-hmm. um, starting to build that communication piece as well. Um, that was that was really special. And honestly, again, like the one thing I, I didn't expect to experience to that level was that teamwork um that was what we were trying to create like we were trying to nurture that like feeling of being a team but Mm -hmm. everyone took it to like a whole new level that I didn't expect
1: yes yeah I definitely was not I, I could not have foreseen um the level of teamwork that really occurred and I think that it was just Also, I feel like I keep saying this about everything, but it was like one of my favorite parts. (laughs) They're all my favorite parts, okay? (laughs) No, (laughs) that's why it's in the highlights. Like, honestly. (laughs) We love that Um, part. (laughs) We do, we do. We love to see it. We love the teamwork. It truly does make the dream work. So, um, Um, yeah.
0: I know we're like almost at an hour, so I don't want to keep this episode too long, but we did want to share just a few things about what we would like to improve on this year. Um, just from some of it was feedback from speakers and attendees because we did send out after the event, we sent out a survey because uh, we wanted to know, right? Like what resonated Ooh. and what didn't. Um, but the first thing that we learned big time after we were done that event was rest. <laughs> we yes. need to, to schedule <laughs> and be intentional about rest. We were intentional about so many things. And unfortunately, rest was not one of them. I mean, to Mm -hmm. be fair, we had a lot to do in a very little time and I'm still very proud of what we created. But um this year, and this is something I I just want to normalize is incorporating rest, right, in in your in your life. But Mm -hmm. yeah, this year we're being intentional about making sure we incorporate rest as we organize the upcoming summit because we wanna make sure we don't crash and burn Mm -hmm. (laughs) by the end of it. We were both very, very tired. Um, we don't, I, I, I can't remember if we had agreed on a set date yet, but the event this year will happen in October, by the way. So, again, yeah. just keep an eye out. Um, just, you know, find us on Instagram or get on our mailing list just so you stay in touch uh, and we'll know when it's happening. But we're going to host it a little bit earlier this year and have it in October.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think part of the burnout was also that it was in December. So all the holiday craziness that starts, honestly, I don't know about Canada, Sarah, but in no, the States, the I feel <laughs> like the, the, the holiday craziness starts like before Halloween. So it's like, you know, in the three to four months that we had to prepare everything and do everything, there is also Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas Christmas preparation well, and
0: of your like staff parties yeah. and all the, and even though there was nothing like it wasn't in person it was then all these mm-hmm. zoom things right that you gotta yeah. you know you, zoom you want to yeah you want to attend and there's zoom fatigue and all of that so um so yeah anyways our dream is to eventually have an in-person event so that's in yes. the works at some point now this year but um hopefully for the, our third year
1: i don't know we'll see yeah <laughs> we'll see i mean if you're listening to this and you're like incredibly financially blessed and want to spread those blessings and sponsor our in-person <laughs> Uh, retreat you know I'm not opposed to that reach out you have our email you have our Instagram <laughs> handle I'm just putting that out there I know, uh-huh. was, yeah. <laughs> what the vision that's what we've been really? talking about you, that's
0: how it happens right? you gotta share the vision so anyways that's our vision that's what that's mm-hmm. what we're hoping to achieve um, but yeah wait, right. so, th- do you want to share like a couple more of the things that we want to change this year before yes. we kind of
1: wrap up I mean, just going back to like burnout, you know, it wasn't just on our end of the Zoom fatigue, but I think that a lot of, you know, keeping in mind like our attendees were also going through the pandemic and Zoom fatigue and all of the madness that was 2020 with, you know, COVID and a lot of civil unrest and social justice protests. So a lot of that, was also impacting our attendees. Um, So I'm really excited for us to like be doing this in October because I think that'll help also just like, you know, in the summer, a lot of us will be traveling. We're going to, you know, um, be out of lockdown and, and I think fall will be a great time for us to kind of like reconnect and like reinvigorate that wellness before going into the winter and the holiday madness um, that just happens every year, regardless of pandemic or not. Mm -hmm. But another thing with um, attendee experience that we got a lot of feedback on was having more interaction and more live engagement. Um, Since we, since it was our first year doing this summit, we were, we wanted to be proactive about any technical difficulties, so that's why that's the main reason why we did the pre-recorded talks because it was just so much easier on our end logistically to have our speakers record their talks, and that also helped our speakers to like not feel super anxious or nervous about doing it live. Um, you know, some people tend to get nervous, some people actually like it, so um, having those pre-recorded sessions really helped us logistically to just have them all loaded into hey summit ready to go live
0: which is the um, platform we
1: used by the way we keep saying hey summit yes. as if everyone knows what hey
0: Summit is but yeah in case you're wondering what platform we used <laughs> if anyone's you know looking to create their own summit uh we used hey summit and it was it was great actually like it, we it, it it. Ma- yeah it made things really simple for us it's got a lot of great features and i'm glad that we used that for our very first summit
1: so yeah hey summit was an incredible platform um and they they do give you the option of doing pre-recorded versus live. So like we said this year, 2021 in October, prepare for those bad. live presentations. It's gonna be super lit. Um, as
0: yeah, we're wanting more connection, right? Yeah. And so that's really what like the driving force behind that is just mm-hmm. like being able to build more of those connections. Yes,
1: and having that, you know, real-time experience of listening to a talk or a workshop and being able to ask questions and getting just more out of it, um, from an experience, attendee experience standpoint. Did you want to talk about speaker experience, Sarah? Sure.
0: Well, I think, um, like, you know, as we shared, like we had uh, sent out a survey and, uh, and we, we're so grateful for like all the amazing feedback that we got overall I think it was a great experience for our speakers and that's one of the things that we really wanted to make sure is that not only do our attendees have a great experience but our speakers too and uh and one of the things that um, actually one of the things that we had tried to do um this time around was we didn't want to have too many rules around promoting we we wanted everyone to be able to make it their own um and just give everyone that freedom um, because we don't know how everyone runs their business how they promote they have their own connection to their community so we didn't want to um to impose too many rules Um, but one thing that we did get in terms of feedback was just a little bit more structure when it comes to being able to share more on social media and so Mm -hmm. that's definitely something that we're going to be working on uh, this year to just help be a little bit more efficient um, in promoting and I think um, the other thing too when it comes to the events this year is um, narrowing it down to a more specific specific theme because last year we had a lot of, of different categories like I think we had like 11 categories all wrapped under wellness and wellness is pretty broad um so this year we're wanting to uh, have a more specific theme that again kind of ties that um ties you know the theme of community in it and so yeah yeah, stay tuned for that because we're that's what we're going to be working on in the summertime to make sure it's ready for october
1: (laughs) yeah and i think that you know just to wrap things up here like This summit, 2020 summit that we had last year was such a great learning opportunity. And we really um, were able to get so much good feedback. Like, thank you to everyone who filled out a feedback form, whether you're a speaker, an attendee, a scholarship recipient, because at the end of the day, like we mentioned before, this is a community co-created event, and we don't know what the community wants the community doesn't say anything so the feedback forms are really crucial and i'm really excited to be able to actually take that feedback and implement it and build on what we did enjoy do less of what we did not enjoy like burning yeah. ourselves out <laughs> um yeah. and having to compete with christmas <laughs> yeah <So> i know <laughs> it's gonna but, be yeah. even more amazing in 2021 it's I know it's gonna
0: be awesome. Um, any last words to finish off? I f- I know we we said a lot and we shared a lot, but as we said, like we just wanted to be honest and like share with you our journey, especially if you didn't actually get to attend and follow mm-hmm. the journey last year. Um, we you know it just makes sense for you to know where we're coming from um, and why we keep talking about the summit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you know to get if you've found the, the podcast and you uh, like never heard of the summit, then it probably didn't make a whole lot of sense so uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that give you an idea of of uh, how we started how we got started and where we're going as well and hopefully you'll follow us along on the journey
1: yeah, and if you're you're curious on like what the summit was like at all last year, you can head to our Instagram page and we have a highlight, um, and we have several posts about you know our speakers and how the 2020 summit went. So you can definitely check that out. Um, one thing I did think of as well, as far as like hoping to improve on this year, was boundaries um, with you know speakers and just like people that we partner with because if it's sounding like last year was sunshine and rainbows like we definitely had some road bumps some obstacles um and we had to quickly learn how to handle things as leaders um so that was just another thing that you know fyi shit happens in like every every case in every way in every business even if yeah, you I know like
0: a lot of those little things like you you know talking about rest and boundaries like those could definitely be sort of wellness episodes that we talk about too because yeah that yes. deserves its own um its own conversation i think especially in the online space agree yeah if- if you've made it to the end of this episode, we're super grateful that you took the time to
1: listen. Yes. Thank <laughs> um, you for yeah. holding on Take something from it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. This was a great talk. And Sarah and I were saying, you know, we could talk about this for multiple hours, but um, we are a little bit past the hour, but I think <laughs> everything was said. We wanted to say everything. Um, and, and share all the juicy goodness that came on the 2020 summit.
0: Yeah. So I think we'll, yeah, we'll wrap up here and we'll see you in the next episode. So yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Together Thriving Podcast.
1: If you've resonated with this episode, click that subscribe button, leave us a review, and share our podcast with your favorite humans to help us get this content out to more women and femmes of color who are looking for a wellness community where they feel heard and seen.
0: If you'd like to join the Together Thriving fam, head over to our show notes to join our newsletter and stay in the loop for our upcoming community calls and annual summit. You can also find us on Instagram at Together Thriving WOC. Until next time. Hasta luego. A bientôt.